I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the Louisiana Purchase. So grab your checkbook. And let's get civical. Baby talk. That's what you do when you introduce us. Yeah, I just spent time with my nephew who's seven months old, and I'm just like, <laughs> and then it's hard to get out of baby talk. So, like, my brother in law yep. will walk in the room and I'll be like, who, what, is, what is for dinner? <laughs> But it's hard. Who had a good day at work? Who had a good day at work? Can I have a glass of wine? I like a red. I like a red. (laughs) It's true. It's hard to get out of baby talk. It's really hard to get out of baby talk. And it's funny because I don't, that's not how I talk to babies either. So it's not like I. You, you, You bid them a hello. 
Good day, I do. I bid them a hello and a good day, and how was your evening, and let's play some cards. Would you like some tea? (laughs) Fancy a bourbon. How how is your teething coming along? Yeah, tell tell me all about it. Yep. Yes, it's it's hilarious, but uh, no, this isn't isn't a baby talk podcast. This is Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. And I'm Arden Walentowski. And today we're going to talk about, I'm so excited because I feel like it's my literal roots we're talking about. I feel like it's it's your blood. I mean. It's my blood. This is my blood. This is my legacy. Yep. This is my legacy and it is obviously the Louisiana Purchase. Cha-ching! Cha-cha-cha-cha! <laughs> Talk about a discount. Let me tell you, this is Black Friday Seriously. if you ever saw it. They got this for 90% off. This is like, get buy your first TV, get your second two for free. Mm-hmm, surely <laughs> enough. And, you know, little did they know that uh, a ye old Elizabeth Stewart would be born 200 years later, but here I am. Not 200, maybe 150. You do the math. I won't. But before we... <laughs> Before we jump in, we just want to say if you like us, u.s. or this podcast, that you should rate, review, and subscribe to us so we can keep on keeping on. I love that. I love subscribers. They're so fucking sexy. All of our subscribers are legitimately and scientifically hot. So that's just science. So if you're hot, then there you go. It's sort of you have a legal obligation to subscribe to this podcast. Yep. And that's that. That's but it. let's jump into Louisiana Purchase. Let's talk about my home, my birth state and its origins. <laughs> <laughs> my birth state. <laughs> so here we go. Okay. So this is coming from, oh, I love this. The office, office of the historian at the State Department, that the Department yeah. of State at the Department of State. Yep. I want to talk to this historian. Love what they're doing. Yep. This is also coming from Smithsonian Magazine and History.com. It's all our friends, except it's the people at Oye's. Except for them, it's all of our friends. Yeah. Well, they, you know, we can't talk to them every time, but. No, we have to diversify. I am it's excited true. about the historian at the Department of State. Very excited for this. I, my favorite thing about the the office of the historian at the Department of State is that the page that I pulled this all from, there was a thing at the top that said, like, read here for a disclaimer and they were very upfront about the fact that like they have stopped updating this page about the louisiana purchase Uh it's a lot of resources (laughs) it's as good as it's gonna get they have no more information and this you have to take it or leave it and if you don't like what you find you should go elsewhere for more information and i was like oh my god i just want there to be a bombshell revelation about the louisiana purchase (laughs) that the historian at the department of state missed because they just stopped updating it they just stopped updating it it wasn't even like this page is archived it was like this page is no longer being updated and monitored enter at your own risk yeah find other sources find other which sources. i did i know which i did but like but i, I love this so idea funny. of like we've done the work this is the work it's over this is it. this close is it. chapter on louisiana purchase you know what yep. i respect it i respect there's nothing more for them to learn apparently about the louisiana purchase and what could there possibly be to learn you know what we're gonna find out because we're, we're, we're gonna, gonna learn it. it we're gonna find out yeah but all right, what was the Louisiana Purchase? So this is coming from History.com. 
What was known at the time as the Louisiana Territory stretched from the Mississippi River in the east to the Rocky Mountains in the west and from the Gulf of Mexico in the south to the Canadian border in the north. So this was a huge chunk of land. Like you'll see on our, I'll post it on our Instagram what it was. Like it's not just the state of Louisiana like we know and love today. This thing was like no. from sea to shining She's sea, big. really. She big. Yes. She big. From from gigantic rocks to gigantic rocks. From mm-hmm. like, yes. From tip to toe, really. Yes. So part or all of 15 states were eventually created from the land deal, which is considered one of the most important achievements of Thomas Jefferson's presidency. Yes. Good old yes. TJ struck a deal and got a bargain. It's he the did. Best bargain he really... ever we got. <laughs> Yep. The Louisiana Purchase encompassed 530 million. Is that million? That's millions. Yeah. 530 million acres of territory in North America that the United States purchased from France in 1803 for $15,15,000,000. So cheap. Which was more than he wanted to pay, but so cheap. <laughs> It is as cheap as they come. I wish we could do the conversion for how much money. Actually, I bet. Hold on. I'm just hold so on. curious. We've done this before. We've, We've done, done conversions. This so it would be the equivalent. I'm going to end my own life. It would be the equivalent to $305 million in 2017, according to Louisiana Purchase Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Here's an inflation calculator. Hold on. Ooh, okay. Calculate. This is for 2020. Oh, yeah. okay. $342 million today. Ooh. According to the inflation calculator or officialdata.org. I feel like Jeff Bezos could buy the Louisiana Territory all on his own and have his own part of the country. Yeah. And still have money. He could buy to it like, like 80 times over. Yeah. It's only $340 million. That's That's change. That's nothing. Are you kidding me? Change. Poor, poor France. They really, that was a bad deal. It was a bad deal. Bad Napoleon deal. did not really value what he had. Mm-mm, no, no. So the Louisiana Purchase nearly doubled the size of the United States, and the cost of about four cents an acre was a bargain, according to Smithsonian Magazine. By any measure, it was one of the most colossal land transactions in history, involving an area larger than today's France, Spain, Portugal, Italy, Germany, Holland, Switzerland and the British Isles combined. She was a big girl. She's big. She was big. She's a big girl. Oh, her hips didn't lie, man. It was so good. <laughs> Very crazy. Yeah, rich in gold, silver, and other ores, as well as huge forests and endless lands for grazing and farming. The new acquisition would make America immensely wealthy. Or, as Jefferson put it, quote, The fertility of the country, its climate and extent, promise in due season important (laughs) aids to our treasury, an ample provision for our posterity, and a widespread field for the blessings of freedom. Okay. What a little, really? like, this is the lamest speech to give. It's like, c- like, come on, DJ. Like, put a little oomph behind it. Like, you just made one of the I best know. transactions in history. And you're in talking history. about, like, 
the fertility of the country, its climate and extent. It's like, come on, be like, fuck yes, you guys. I just doubled this country. Go off. You're welcome. Go off. You're welcome. Light it you up. Get it a is piece time of land. to party. It's time to like release the cannons or something. Oh my god, talk about snooze fest. I know he Ew. really just a real Debbie Downer. He really did not know how to revel in his own no. success. I was like, it's dude, just, this it's an is... Ebenezer snooze for sure. That's what I'll call him. Oh, that is a pun. It's a pun. I'm punny. Sorry. You're punny. Sorry. Punny, honey. Okay. Ugh. So let's do a little bit of herstory. Herstory. Some herstory about the Louisiana Territory. The she has a birthday. The yes. Louisiana Territory. I love this. This is from the Smithsonian Magazine article about Louisiana Territory that they did for the bicentennial of the purchase. Or no, was it for the bicentennial of the purchase or for the bicentennial of the United States? Whatever for the bicentennial. Either or. A, bis- Either or. a bicentennial. It, it was a bicentennial. And they really just wrote a stellar of an article and I love that they call Louisiana territory. Like they, they gave it a birthday. They gave her a birthday. So the Louis- they gave her a birthday. Celebrate. So the Louisiana territory was born on April 9th, 1682. Mark it on your calendars. It's Mark. When the French explorer, Robert Cav- Cavalier, Sewer, also known as Lord de la Salle, erected a cross and a column near the mouth of the Mississippi and solemnly read a declaration oh, to no. a group of Native American Indians. No, no. See, was like, I can't even deal with this bullshit. It's like back in the day, you could just like put a stick in the ground and read a document sadly, and suddenly you own property. This is some yeah. bullshit. It's some bullshit. I just, and the image of this man just like pulling up on the river and like mm-hmm. these Native American Indians who are standing there like working the land and this guy's like I claim this land for um, the king of France and uh, be gone now and they're just I just mm-hmm. imagine them like laughing in his face be like, like uh-huh, no uh, what <laughs> what are you saying me? you sound so <laughs> strange and I quote the Native Americans absolutely not <laughs> end quote <laughs> End quote. You can go home, end quote. God. I know, it's horrible. Quote, he took possession of the whole Mississippi River Basin, fucking like he owned that okay. shit. I know. He avowed in the name of, quote, the most high, mighty, invincible, and victorious Prince Louis the Great, by grace of God, King of France, and Navarre. 14th of that name like that's the shit he said to them i absolutely first and foremost i have a birthday coming up and if your birthday shout out to me does not include this description of the most high mighty invincible and victorious prince lizzie the great by grace of god queen of france and navarre 14th of that name don't even bother posting to me don't post it i don't care i don't want to hear it like Direction, directive taken, directive like, taken. Like, I'm, I'm behind. You know whose team I'm on right now? I'm on Louis's team. Because Louis was like, this is how you address me. When you talk about me, this is what you say. And if these words don't come out of your oh mouth, God. then keep my name out of your mouth. <laughs> That's like when we ask guests what they want to be called. And they're like, I don't know, podcaster, writer, comedian. comedian. 
Louis straight up like, get out your pen and paper. This, 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 14th of that name. There's been 13 other people who did this. All named Louis. No wonder people hate French kings. Royalty. Yeah, French kings. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Oh, my God. Drama. Drama, drama. Drama, drama. And it was in honor of King Louis the 14th that he named the land Louisiana. I do love that it's like, it wasn't just Louis, you know? It could have been like Louis land, but it was like, like, let's, let's make it a little jazzy. Louisiana. Let's let's make it flourish. Let's make it flourish. Louisiana. That's really funny. Louis Land. Oh, my God. I'm going to call it Louis Land from now on. Louis Land? Let's go to Louis Land. In 1718, French explorer Jean-Baptiste Lemoyne, Sieur de Bienville, mm-hmm. founded a settlement near the site of La Salle's proclamation and named it Nouvelle Orleans for Philippe, Duke of Orleans and Regent of France. These people and their goddamn titles. Hey! I if I had a title, I'd put it everywhere. I put it in my my bedroom. It would be my bathroom. You know, I would just start naming shit in honor of me and my title. I feel like we should just like add titles to our names. Who gives a shit? It's right. like those businesses when people have titles that are like director of human enterprise and. Mm-hmm communicating conversation like some yeah. bullshit like let's give ourselves titles okay we'll Arden, queen of the cheese plate full done. stop done done elizabeth done. uh arch duke of reading <laughs> <laughs> and pronunciation and pronunciation esquire oh my god Esquire. Esquire. I'm going to add MD. No, I shouldn't add MD. I should add like. Do ESQ. Esquire. I don't know what Esquire Esquire. is. I don't know how you obtain that that abbreviation, but. I think it just means you're a lawyer. I honestly have no. Like, I know a couple of How am I not a lawyer? I have argued in front of the Supreme Court, like left and right. Listen, we did have to argue to get into that building. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had to argue we to get legal, into that legal, building. We earned legal degrees getting into the Supreme Court. We just earned honorary. it. Honorary. I feel like RBG would give us, yes, she would give yes. us honorary, for sure, Juris Doctorates. Like, for sure. For sure, Doctor of Jurisprudence. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, back to Louisiana, Louis Land. By the time of the Louisiana Purchase, its population of whites, slaves of African origin, and free persons of color was about 8,000. Okay. According to the according to the Smithsonian, the New Orleans economy was largely based on agricultural exports. So they're growing things and they're sending them to like yeah. they're on the, the water. actual they just ship U- it away. Yeah, yeah. They're shipping it away, or they're like give, they're selling it and trading it uh, with the Americans because at this point they're not Americans yet. Right. The French were fast. This is also according to the Smithsonian, and the, I just fucking love. The French were fascinated by America, and in some ways they still are, but they could not decide whether it was a new Eden, as in Garden of Eden, Mm -hmm. or a primitive place (laughs) fit only for degenerate life forms. Correct. (laughs) And this was written six months ago. (laughs) This was... (laughs) 
They still think this about it. They're like, this either they could be still... the best place or they're just a bunch or of degenerates. The place where everything goes to die a slow and painful death. It's the most fair, like, uh, observation of America I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, Smithsonian really, like, put the pen to parchment. They were yeah. like, they yeah. didn't know. They didn't know. Well, because it's also probably based on, like, this, like, one person, like, Jean-Bob, writing in his diary being like... <laughs> I'm really fascinated by these Americans. They could either be, it could be a new Eden, or you know what? It could also be uh, degenerate life forms. I don't, I have yet to decide. And it's just Jean-Bob, like, you know, like deciding if, if if it's like this. And and Smithsonian is reading this being like, this is must, they must have all thought this, like, and Jean-Bob's just like the mouthpiece of, of how French people thought of Americans at that time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Please create a character named Jean-Bob. <laughs> I think it exists. I'm stealing it from somewhere, and I have to I have to realize. Oh, my God. It's from an animated movie. I'm going to think. It's the Swan Princess. There's a frog named Jean-Bob who is French. That's Jean-Bob. where I got it from. Shout out to the Swan oh Princess. A phenomenal film. But Jean-Bob is from uh, that. That's where I got that name from. I pulled it from oh my God, the that's depth so, of my mind. That's so good. Jean-Bob. Jean-Bob. Oh, God. <laughs> Jean-Bob. <laughs> that's really stellar work. Yep. Yep. <sighs> okay. So we're lingering between high art and degenerate fuck-ups. So. Yes. But the, the official view was summed up by the governor of the territory in 1710, quote, the people are a heap of the dregs of Canada. So he seemed to think that we were better than the Canadians. He seemed to think that this was a better place. Okay. Maybe okay. some bias. He is the governor of the territory. Yes. The soldiers, this is uh, continuing his quote, the governor of of Louisiana Territory in 1710. The soldiers there were untrained and undisciplined, he lamented, and the whole colony was, quote, not worth a straw at the present time, close quote. Love it. But uh, not at the present time? At the present time, not <laughs> worth a straw. Well, check in with me in six months and maybe it will be worth a straw. I'm not, you maybe know. Maybe it will be worth a straw. But like what I'm seeing right now, not worth a single straw. No, we, no we do not like it here. Mm-hmm. Concluding that the area was valueless, Louis XV gave the territory to his cousin, sweet, what a gift, Charles III of Spain in 1763. Dang, come on, where are my cousins at? Let's go. <laughs> I know. I think last Christmas up, I got a sweater. I mean, you guys got to step up. Let's I go. want land, baby. I want land. I do want land. I do want land. I just, let me pick it out first, and then you can gift it to me. Okay. That's that's what I want. I don't want land in you don't some want a drugs land. of Canada situation. Got you, got you, got you, got you. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then in 1800, the region again changed hands when Napoleon negotiated the clandestine Treaty of San Ildefonso with Spain's Charles IV. The treaty called for the return of the vast Louisiana territory to France in exchange for the small kingdom of a true. Wow, I've never seen this word before. Etruria? Etruria? That's about as close as I can get to it. That's what we're going to say. Etruria? Etruria. In northern Italy, which Charles wanted for his daughter, Louisietta. Okay, Okay. Louisietta. Hello. (laughs) 
Talk about daddy's favorite. Seriously, these people are just like trading land. Like, I don't want this one. There's like a bunch of people living on it and whatever. But like, I don't know. It seems very not of value. How about I trade you for this other piece of land that's much closer to home? Yeah. For Louisiana. For Louisiana. Louisiana would not have done well in Louisiana. (laughs) No. No, she she definitely would have been bullied, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Poor Louisiana. I just, I know. I just feel like they're trading land, and meanwhile, the people on the land that they're trading are like, just a little bit of freedom, just like a skosh of freedom. Yeah, like <laughs> would love would adore of freedom. Yeah, just one that. little kernel of freedom. Would love that. Yeah. So that's just a little bit of the background about the territory. We're gonna take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. And now let's talk about how did the Louisiana Purchase cha-ching come about. So, as the U.S. grew and spread across the Appalachians, the Mississippi River became an increasingly important conduit for the produce of America's West. Love that, which at time, which at the time referred to the land between the Appalachians and the Mississippi. And this is coming from yep. the Department of State. Since 1762, Spain had owned the territory of Louisiana, which include 828,000 square miles. The territory made up of all or part of 15 modern U.S. states between the Mississippi River and the Rocky Mountains. The Piccany Treaty of 1795 had resolved friction between Spain and the United States over the right to navigate the Mississippi and the right for Americans to transfer their goods to ocean-going vessels in New Orleans. Yeah. With the Piccany Treaty in place and the weak Spanish Empire in control of Louisiana, American statesmen felt comfortable that the United States' westward expansion 
would not be restricted in the future. So they're like, hmm, I don't think this will be a problem going forward. No, when Spain ran it, they were like, all right, we can get what we want. We can, we're good, we're good, we're good. They totally, like, Spain had no idea what to do with it, and they weren't really paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. But this situation was threatened by Napoleon Bonaparte's plans to revive the French Empire in the New World. So Napoleon... Clip clop, clip clop, clip clop on his little horse, being like, I am going to revive the empire. Love his vibe. <laughs> Love yep. his vibe. He planned to recapture the valuable sugar colony of Saint Dominique, which is now Haiti, from a slave rebellion, and then use Louisiana as the granary or storage area for the edible part of the grain after it's been threshed for his empire. So he has he has a vision. He is he has plans. He has a vision. He wants to like. He's he's really wanting to make some. I'm assuming alcohol. Like he wants the grain. Like yeah. grain. I'm sure he wants for like bread for his baguettes and for his whatever. Right. The best part of that whole thing is that when it when it came up that he wanted to use it as a granary, I was like, "Qu'est-ce que granary?" in Google. Mm. And then it came up with like other terms that I didn't know because they're all like various parts of making wheat edible and so i kept having to google the thing like the next step to be like okay well what does that mean and finally i got to a place where i was like now i understand what he wanted to do it took me like a full 10 minutes on the google and like figuring out how the grain works you went down a grain rabbit hole i did so okay uh, as Arden talked about, France acquired Louisiana from Spain in 1800 and took possession in 1802, sending a large French army to St. Dominique and preparing to send another to New Orleans. So he's starting to fulfill his prophecy here. Yep. Westerners became very apprehensive about having the more powerful French in control of New Orleans. President Thomas Jefferson noted, quote, There is on the globe one single spot the possessor of which is our natural and habitual enemy, it is New Orleans. Okay, okay. I love New Orleans. I know, he was, I've never been. It's like on my bucket list. He's a very, I know, I have to, I mean, not anytime soon, but. No. No, but someday. No, he was very aware of the fact that whoever had control of New Orleans basically had control of like, this America Southern Yeah. The economy of America and they needed yeah. to have good relations with the country that had control of that. And they were happy right. with Spain because, well, they did nothing. Yep. Word got round to Napoleon's brothers, Joseph and Lucian, that he planned to sell the Louisiana territory to the United States. They had gone to see him at the Tuileries Palace on April seventh, determined to convince him not to sell the territory. For one thing, they considered it foolish to voluntarily give up an important French holding in the American continent. For another, Britain had unofficially offered Joseph a bribe of £100,000 to persuade Napoleon not to let the Americans have Louisiana. But Napoleon's mind was already made up. Yeah. I love this. He's being bribed. Also, all of this is coming being... from obviously Smithsonian Magazine, which is why it sounds so dramatic. I love that. I love yeah. them. No, this this the way they weave this story is like really key. Oh my god, here we go. According to Smithsonian Magazine, 
Napoleon, quote, happened to be sitting in his bath when his brothers arrived. Gentlemen, he announced, think what you please about it. I have decided to sell Louisiana to the Americans, end quote. To make his point to his astonished brothers, Napoleon abruptly stood up, then dropped back into the tub, drenching Joseph. <laughs> a man's... <laughs> A manservant <laughs> slumped to the floor in a faint. <laughs> that so poor manservant just like, oh my god, <laughs> oh god, oh, a god. naked Napoleon, a naked Napoleon. Also, this like childish thing of like stand up splash. <laughs> yeah, that'll teach Joseph <laughs> to take Not bribes to take a hundred thousand pound bribe. Jesus. Oh my gosh. Also, I like know. this idea, because you know I love baths. I love baths so much. And I would love to tell my family that I'm going to sell Louisiana Purchase from a bath. That's like my ideal. I want to <laughs> conduct all my business from a bathtub. From a bath? From a full bathtub. And I want to have a manservant standing there prepared to faint. <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. That's all I want. Sounds like a good life. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think Napoleon was struggling at any point. No. Meanwhile, back in the States, in a letter to U.S. Minister to France, Robert Livingston, President Thomas Jefferson stated, quote, The day that France takes possession of New Orleans, we must marry ourselves to the British fleet and nation. Okay, Thomas. Have a little I know. more have just like an ounce more like faith we've already we beat, just finished we beat fighting. one empire what we can't beat right. france right okay we just finished beating england like for our freedom and now we're gonna be like sorry 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 so sorry please yeah. help us please help us with the french like diminish. we might as well just like throw in the towel because we can't beat the mm -hmm. french i'm like what kind mm -hmm. of thinking is this yeah this little is not american noodle? thinking honestly mm -mm. In addition to making military preparations for a conflict in the Mississippi Valley, Jefferson sent James Monroe to join Robert Livingston in France to try to purchase New Orleans and West Florida for as much as $10 million. Okay. Yeah. Going so he the sends budget. them and he's like, go buy me some land. Go buy me some land. $10 million. You got it. Here's your, here's your budget. $10 million. Yeah. Failing that, they were to attempt to create a military alliance with England. Oh, God. Nah. I know. Bunch of pansies. Yeah. Meanwhile, the French army in St. Dominique was being decimated by yellow fever and war between France and England still threatened. Sure. So this is this is why they think he wants to sell. It's because like why historians fever. think he wants to sell Louisiana territory because he wanted like nothing was going his way. He wasn't winning in St. Dominique. And then he like was faced with the threat of war from England. And so I, he was just like, you know what? We need the money. We don't need it. We Let's need the money. The what money are we going to do with this territory? It's it's going to we're going to have to spend money to make all money. It's money we there. don't have. All the way over there. It's really far. Let yep. the American like let's get money from the Americans and let's sell the shit. It's a dead mm -hmm. property. Mhm. Mm Absolutely. Napoleon decided to give up his plans for Louisiana and offered a surprise Monroe and Livingston the entire territory of Louisiana for 15 million. Although this far exceeded their instructions from President Jefferson, they agreed. Yeah, you agree. You're like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you Ask agree. Forgiveness, not permission. That's a diplomat. Right. Yep. 
And really, five million, like, what's a five million between countries? What is it? I, nothing. What it's, is it? It's fine. It's in the air. It's, it's gone. Boop, boop. Yep. The U.S. envoys agreed to pay mm. $11,250,000 and assumed claims of American citizens against France in the amount of $3,750,000 for a total of $15 million. We yep. love a little we love a little breakdown of price. Yep. When news of the sale reached the United States, the West was elated. President Jefferson, however, was in a quandary. Ugh, TJ, of course you oh, were. I know. He's never happy. He's never happy, and I'm just like, dude, we got it. We solved the problem. Like, mm. just celebrate. Get the cannons. Get the cannons. He had always advocated strict adherence to the letter of the Constitution. Yet there was no provision empowering him to purchase territory. Oh my God! <laughs> no, Write like, something. It's still. It is 1802. We've been around for 20 years. Just put it down on parchment, and no one will know the, the difference. The ink is barely dry. If you go to the 20 people who are in Congress, they're going to be like, "Yeah, no problem, yeah. boss." Yeah, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution are, like, sitting on his desk, just, like, out, you know? Like, you, he easily could have just, like, added in an addendum being, like, and the president can purchase territory. <laughs> like, have some gumption. Like, good God. Good I'm God. not inspired by him. No, the 11th bill in the Bill of Rights should have been, like... The president can purchase whatever the fuck territory he wants. Or, like, call Congress and have them do yeah. it. Like, there's, it's eight know. people and a goat. You literally yep. just have to look to your left and to your right and be like, can you guys put up a, put some pen to parchment and let me purchase land? Great. Have it on my desk by 3 p.m. And it's bah. done. And it's, it's done. done. Yep. Okay. Given the public support for the purchase and the obvious value of Louisiana to the future growth of the United States, however, Jefferson decided to ignore the legalistic interpretation of the Constitution and forego the passage of a constitutional amendment to validate the purchase. You don't need it. You don't need it. He's just like, if nobody's talking about it, nobody's why mad. am I worried? I'm just going to do this. If nobody, if nobody has any objections, this. I'm just going to do this. And it's like, yeah, buy Louisiana. Let's go. If nobody noticed how drunk I was at the party, we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to talk about it. If nobody's saying anything, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. The decision contributed to the principle of implied powers of the federal government. Oh, goody. Great. I'm sure those those ramifications are still held today. You know? It's definitely like... (laughs) I, I could imagine, like, SCOTUS right now when they're, like, debating if, you know, the president has certain executive authority uh, being like, well, Thomas Jefferson did purchase Louisiana without really dotting his I's and crossing his T's, so you could say that it's there. Right. Right. TJ. Oh, TJ. The treaty was dated April 30th and signed on May 2nd. In October, the United States Senate ratified the purchase, and in December 1803, France transferred authority over the region to the United States. So they got this Mm -hmm. this done in less than a year. Yeah, they did. And this is 1803. When signing parchment and traveling and and make, like, they, I mean, it was just so much time, and here they are. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Love to see it. Yep. Okay. What are the lasting consequences? 
So again, according to our friends at Smithsonian Magazine, quote, American historians today are more outspoken in their enthusiasm for the acquisition of the Louisiana Territory. Well, I would hope so. Yes. Can you imagine yes. somebody I mean, being like, I wish this never happened. <laughs> <laughs> this was a mistake. This was a mistake. We should take out the all Spaniards the Midwest. Have it. We should give it back oh to the God. French. Listen, that is a decision I might enjoy. If well, it means that I get in. a good price on the on the cheese and the wine, sure. I'm all there for it. Absolutely. And like, high healthcare. Okay. High healthcare. So Charles A. Surami, who was the author of Jefferson's Great Gamble, has said that, quote, if we had not made this purchase, the purchase of the Louisiana Territory, it would have pinched off the possibility of our becoming a continental power. That in turn would have meant our ideas on freedom and democracy would have carried less weight with the rest of the world. This was the key to our international influence. Yeah, I mean, we're bigger. Yeah, of course. Like the big guy at the playground like gets the sandwich. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. no wonder that China and the United States are the sort of world leaders right now. It's because they're literally the, the biggest. biggest. The biggest. And it's why, like, thinking back to England as, like, a world power is a little bit laughable. And it's well, they, but they used context. to have a lot of land. They used they to be used a to world a power because they used to be big. Yes, because they used to colonize so places. That's so true. Yes. That's so true. Yes. American expansion, this is all from history.com, American expansion westward into the new lands began immediately after the purchase. And in 1804, a territorial government was established. Jefferson soon commissioned the Lewis and Clark expedition led by Meriwether Lewis and William Clark to explore the territory acquired in the Louisiana Purchase. We should cover Lewis and Clark. That would make me so excited. I know. We got I it. love Lewis and Clark. We got it. Guys, yep. stay tuned. We're doing Lewis and Clark. I love to see it. I just love what they did. They're just like, I, this idea that, that Thomas Jefferson was like, go west. Let me know what you find. And I'll see you in about six months to a year, or however long it took. I don't know how long it took. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. However, still, but how long it takes like, to quote explore. Explore, yes. It was literally just like go west. Yeah, and like just like, go not northwest, not southwest, just like west wherever just like the wind west, takes just you. Just like head in that direction, and then circle back, and uh, and make your way back. I mean, we just we have to do Lewis and Clark. Also, like, yeah, they're, oh, it's just, it's great. I'm just a big fan of, it's great. Um, I know. of that exploration. Great. We'll do it. We will do it. And then last but not least, on April 30th, 1812, exactly nine years after the Louisiana Purchase Agreement was made, the first state to be carved from the territory was, ba 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 Lizzie's birthplace, Louisiana. Hey! Hey, oh! And she was admitted, and not Lizzie, the, the Louisiana no, Lizzie. was admitted, Lizzie not was Lizzie. Lizzie was admitted. <laughs> <laughs> Lizzie was admitted to the Union as the 18th U.S. state. Yeah, it was. Hello. Shout out to Louisiana. Shout out to, shout out to anybody listening from Louisiana. Specifically Baton Rouge, which is my birth city. Hello. Oh. Go Tigers. Let's go. Who dat? Saints. I know all of the sports. Let's go. These are not any words that I've ever heard in my life, but you're saying them and I adore you. And so Thank I you. support the things that you yes. believe and love. Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> I mean, I look, I love Louisiana. I love 
New Orleans. It's such a great state. Just the people. We love them. Shout out to my peeps. But that is the Louisiana Purchase. Hey. I love it. I love it. I'm glad that the Department of State has sort of like not given up on it, but like decided to take a step back from it. It obviously, I mean, changed the course of history for U.S. Dot. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Because like, uh, like, so like we wouldn't have, I don't think we would have been able to get like, like to the Pacific Ocean in any way had it not been for the Louisiana Purchase. So I love it, obviously. And we also love you. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. As I said at the top, you can rate us, you can review us, and you can subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.